Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering the Houston Texans every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, your Locked On Texans football analyst. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. Welcome in today's show uh, for Hump Day Wednesday. You guys should go to Lefty's and check out some of their hoagie sandwiches. I really recommend it. But for the Houston Texans and what is going on internally, we haven't talked about at least enough about what's going on externally. And that is the coaching staff that David Cully and Nick Casario are assembling right now. I got to tell you, I like it. I think there's a lot of room to discuss it. When you look at Robert Prince, the receiver, receiver coach uh, there's some room for improvement that the wide receivers for the Houston Texans have the younger guys like Kiki QT uh, presumably if Chad Hansen will be sticking around Isaiah Kotler who didn't get any real snaps last year the growth that they can have Robert Prince can lead that and also Levy Smith will the Tampa 2 defense work here in Houston or will they have to stick to a basic uh, cover to uh, scheme when you look at what they have on the roster for today and I also wanted to end today's show with just a couple of thoughts of what is going on and how everything started a while ago and before we get into all that especially because I know that's going to circle back to what's going on with Deshaun Watson let's just take a quick breather from the Watson news and just talk about some positivity that's going on with the Houston Texans right now and John to co-sign off of you I truly do believe that David Cully is putting together a really good coaching staff. And I think this coaching staff is going to be a hell of a lot better than the one that the Texans have had over the past couple of years, especially considering the fact that your guy, your best friend, Mike Devlin is no longer a part of this team. So with that being said, and before we start talking about Lovey Smith, I do want to talk about Robert Prince. And I do believe he is going to be one of, if not the most important signing that the Houston Texans got. He is coming to Houston as the wide receiver coach. And he actually spent the last few years as the Detroit Lions wide receiver coach since 2014. And he has put together a very impressive resume so far, given the receivers that he has worked with. Most recently, he helped with the development of Kenny Galladay, who is turning into one of the best young receivers that this league has to offer. I know 2020 was a down year because he only played somewhere between five or six games due to a hamstring injury. But you go back and take a look at his 2018 and 2019 season. Both of those years, he recorded over 1,000 receiving yards. And in 2019, he made the Pro Bowl. And I also want to mention that Marvin Jones and Golden Tate actually had their best years being coached under Robert Prince with the Detroit Lions. For Golden Tate, he hit the 1,000 receiving yard mark three of his five seasons in Detroit. And Marvin Jones, who signed with the Lions in 2016 and still is there today, he had his best season in 2017 when he recorded 1,101 receiving yards. And the reason why I wanted to focus in on that, because I wanted to highlight that Robert Prince is a guy who can help receivers reach their full potential. And that is very important because I do believe that 
of all the changes that the Houston Texans are going to go through this offseason, I believe that the wide receiver core is one of the positions that's going to have the most changes. You don't know what's going to happen with Will Fuller. I do believe that there is a possibility that they're going to move on from Randall Cobb to clear up some salary cap space. So you're looking at three guys who's going to have to fill in the void. Kiki QT, Isaiah Coulter, and even Chad Hansen. All three of those guys are in a position where they can reach the next level. And I do believe Prince is the guy that can actually help them reach their potential, especially for Kiki QT, who I continuously keep saying he is a guy who not only needed an opportunity, but a coach that can actually show patience in his development. And even in the situation, if Will Fuller does resign with the Houston Texans or they franchise tag him or whatever the case might be. We all know that Fuller is basically on the cuffs of becoming that Pro Bowl receiver we all know he can be. You match him up with a guy like Robert Prince, I do believe that we're going to see Will Fuller actually take that next step, of course, if he's still here with the Houston Texans moving forward. I think for the right receivers, Robert Prince was an amazing hire because, you know, simply as you put it, as you simply put it, uh, he will be able to develop the younger receivers that uh, Houston has in their roster. Listen, I think Houston's problem uh, outside of the madness that's been going on in the organization, I think Houston's problem just has, on the field at least, has been not being able to develop players in different, um, on different sides of the ball. The offensive line, we know how I feel about Mike Devlin. Uh, you look at the cornerback room, uh, that really hasn't been any development. Bradley Roby was already a good our corner when he came to Houston. We've had those issues about whether or not Lonnie is a safety, is he a corner? So the secondary coaching in general just hasn't been good. And I think when you're looking at Robert Prince on the offensive side, I think the biggest move with this coaching staff has been getting Lovey Smith on the defensive side of the ball. So we're going to talk about that next. Don't go anywhere locked on Texans. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Cody, you were really excited about Robert Prince coming to Houston to be the next wide receiver coach for this uh, receiving room that, like we mentioned, can use some development, has talent, just needs some time and patience to grow. But, you know, I think... For me, the biggest move that Nick Casario and David Cully has done so far to try to move in the right direction of making this team competitive again was hiring Lovey Smith to be the defensive coach. Lovey Smith, the same coach that coached the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl, but lost against the Indianapolis Colts. He led that great defensive unit, one of the greatest of all time, might I add, a very seasoned head coach. Uh, in this league, a winning head coach, and now he will be here in Houston on the defensive side of the ball. But but I have some worries and concerns. My first concern is whether or not the improvement of Zach Cunningham will happen this year in, in, in terms of can he be able to cover the pass? And uh, will Lovey Smith be able to incorporate the Tampa 2 defense here in Houston? Now, when I look at the great years of the Tampa 2 defense, I look at the Buccaneers back when they won the Super Bowl in Chicago. The two things both of those defenses had was great interior defensive linemen. Uh, let's look at Warren Sapp, and let's also look at Tommy Harris for the Chicago Bears. And they also had great linebackers. Houston does not have a great linebacker unit. 
Let's take that in mind. And then let's, let's also look at the fact that J.J. Watt is, you know, all but out the door at this point. He will be moving on to his new team uh, for the next season. And Houston is left with Brandon Dunn, uh, Ross Blacklock, and Carlos Watson uh, for the interior defensive lineman. So you have a weak linebacker core, and you also have a weak interior defensive line unit for what you want to do. Now, if you don't know what the Tampa 2 defense is, basically like a cover two. However, the middle linebacker, which would be Zach Cunningham in this case, he would be playing the inside linebacker. He will be dropping to the uh, deep third. So he will be playing a cover three instead of a cover two uh, scheme. And the issue that I have with that is Zach Cunningham is a tackler. Zach Cunningham is not a drop back in coverage linebacker. And so what the what, what, how teams attack the Tampa 2 is based solely on what your middle linebacker can do. If they are able to beat your middle linebacker in the middle of the field that gives it that safety and linebacker cushion, they're going to win. And I tell you what, if Zach Cunningham is going to be their linebacker, I'm scared. Also, what we saw out of the interior defensive line last year, not able to get any pressure. In three years, Tommy Harris had 16 sacks dominated the interior inside defensive line for Chicago. And we know how much of the Hall of Fame uh, Warren Sapp dominated. And so uh, for me, it it doesn't play out for Houston uh, because of those two areas. And if those two areas are weak, like they were last year, then you're going to get the same product where your secondary is getting ate up all game. I love the signing of Lovey Smith as well, but John, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm not too sure if he's going to be enough to get this defense to a respectable level. And what I'm most excited about, I want to see if my theory of whose fault isn't on why the Texans defense was so bad. Because remember, throughout the season, I continuously kept saying that the struggles that we are seeing on defense is not Anthony Weaver's fault. But everybody wanted to place the blame on Weaver. And now that he's gone to Baltimore as they D-line in, in defensive run coordinator, they no longer have that guy they could point the blame to. With Lovey Smith coming in, and you talking about one of the best defensive-minded coaches of all time, if he comes to Houston and we see the same struggles that we saw in 2020 and even 2019, because 19 wasn't that good either, then you could honestly say it's the talent on the field. Lovey Smith is great. But in Houston, off of 16 and Kirby, Brian Erlacher isn't walking through that door to be his linebacker. Unfortunately, that's Whitney Merciless. And you know how I feel about him. When you look at the defensive line, Thomas Harris, who is one of the best defensive tackles of his generation, he's not walking through that door. And unfortunately, J.J. Watt, 99.9% sure, he's not walking through the door either. So there is a talent problem that the Texans need to feel on defense. And I'm not too sure if they, if they are going to be able to do it. However, John, what I do want to point out is this. Let's rewind back to, let's say about week nine, week 10 of the regular season. And the Texans had, I believe it was like a two game win streak. They had beat the Patriots and they beat the Lions. And even though, those two games, and even the game that they lost against the Indianapolis Colts as well, when you take a look at those three games, I would like to say that those were the best defensive performances of the season. I say that because those were the three games that Anthony Weaver changed up his defensive strategy, and we started to see changes. We started. He made to it see- more simple at that time. I think 
I think if you remember that quote, he just made it a lot more simple mm-hmm. and, and kind of cooled off from what he called before the season exotic looks. Because I think he realized mm-hmm. at that point the talent just wasn't there to execute. And remember, the, the in, in the three games that I'm talking about, that was right around the time he had just went off on the media because everybody was once again pointing the defensive struggles at him. I, I wanted to bring that up because those three games, we started to see a little bit of an improvement. And like I mentioned, John, he started to change up his defensive strategy. And we saw guys like Terrell Adams come out of nowhere and started to dominate in his position. You could say the same thing for Zach Cunningham and even Lonnie Johnson Jr. They made that switch from corner to safety. And we actually saw a better version of Lonnie Johnson because of that change. I do believe if Lovey Smith can come in, given the lack of talent that he has, I do believe if he can come in, change up the defensive schemes and put his guys in the best positions and the best opportunities to to succeed on the field. I think he's going to at least get this defense to a respectable level. And to be honest with you, that's all I'm asking for. Just get this defense to a respectable level. I think we will see changes and growth in Charles Omanehu. I think you give Ross Blacklock, you know, he had an NFL season under his belt and he wasn't good at all. Uh, but you get him in a real off-season program, he will improve. But I think Charles Arbanejo will be the expected player on the defensive line that I will see the most growth from. And I think on the linebacker core, if they're able to retain Terrell Adams, I think he would be that linebacker. If you want somebody you can trust in that Tampa 2 defense, you may want to think about possibly switching out the positions with, between him and Zach Cunningham. Now, Whitney Merce was out. I mean, I don't know what you're going to get out of him. He, not much, but uh, do I think Lovey can be a, a guy that rejuvenates him? Not really, but we'll see. I, I have high respect for Lovey Smith. However, what I do want to say before moving on, if he can't get this defense to a respectable level, just get this defense good enough, just good enough where they can hold their own in a very close game so the Texans will not come out on the losing end of a one-score game. As we know, in 2020, they lost eight. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look at the final seconds of the season finale against the Tennessee Titans. I wonder what the odds would be on the Texans being a top 20 defense this year. Mind you, they were number 31st in the league this previous season. And I wonder what the odds would be if they can improve um, 11 slots to be top 20 in the league. If there were odds on that, I probably would bet against it. And hopefully if that opportunity came around, it'd be on betonline.ag because you know why? They're really the only place that has you covered and the one place we trust, betonline.ag. You sign up today, you get a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. You're not going to beat that, guys. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Come on and get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That is Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 
50 or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership. For example, the Delphi FG1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only cost $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com wednesdays on locked on nfl take a dive into the future of your favorite nfl franchises tony wiggins and james rapian are joined every week by locked on draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young nfl players who are fresh in the league did your team have a big rookie performance this week or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. You know, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine uh, earlier today when this was recorded and we were just talking about the state of the Texans and um, how a lot of these issues started um, you know, when you look at the division of the team, whenever Bob McNair, the late Bob McNair made his comments and how things throughout the, you know, years kind of was slightly affected at that point moving forward, the relationship with Dwayne Brown, left tackle, who it was at that time was already, you know, kind of damaged, but it was deteriorating. And then it was just made, um, made even more worse after those comments. And then during that time frame, you look at those comments, you look at the moment Brian Gain got in and the limited job he was actually able to do. Now look back on that, man. I think we really kind of should apologize to Brian Gain because he actually did a, a much better job in not creating a, a chaotic situation here in Houston. But over the course of the years, it just seems like everything got worse each year. Honey Badger wanted to come back. If you not, if you if you don't remember, he wanted to come back, and he also uh, mentioned on the Instagram post how it was never Bill O'Brien that was the issue. It just seems like they can't get it right. And as Cal already mentioned, Jack Easterby will be involved in decision making moving forward. Uh, I think it's very. It's just, it should be a thought about the future of this franchise when it comes to bringing other players in throughout free agency. You know, John, what's funny, you realize the one guy whose name has continuously been involved in every single one of these misfortunes for the Texans has been Jack Easterby. And you realize we have not heard from this guy since what? Deshaun Watson's press conference when he signed his extension? And he was sitting up there trying to be like this saver that he got Deshaun Watson signed. That's nothing to glow about because you're talking about Deshaun Watson. It made sense for anybody to give Watson a contract like that. But whether Watson stays here or not, it's going to be very concerning to see what the future entails for 
the Texans. Because like I keep saying, even if you trade Watson or keep him as a matter of fact, and you bring in some solid good pieces, given the situation with Jack Easterby and how much it seems like he has a, a mind control over ownership, you're looking at a situation where the Texans could be in this situation in the next two, three years again. That's and the also, scary part about it. And I also want to mention this. You know, it makes me wonder things like, was Kiki QT really in Bill O'Brien's doghouse or was it? Exactly. You know, was it was it was it Bill O'Brien and Kiki QT and Jack Easterby's doghouse? Like those type of things, because in the beginning of the season, when the offensive line, not the offensive line, the wide receiver group was clicking all the way. You wondered, at least I did, why aren't we seeing more Kenny Steels who played with Deshaun last year instead of seeing more of Randall Cobb, instead of seeing more of Brandon Cooks? Why, why isn't he on the field? So a lot of those, I look at it like, how many of those decisions ultimately uh, was caused by the arrival of Jack Easterby? So it's just like you have a good year, the year that he's not planted in this organization. Then... The, the very next year when he has some type of uh, power now and authority, you're missing in action. You're being thrown out there sporadically. You're not really getting a workload. And so it just, I think that's a fair thought of how many of those moves that was made, because now I'm thinking about Jadavion Clowney. Now I'm thinking about did the Bill O'Brien having issues with DeAndre's baby mama, or how he, how he was put uh, and his and who he rose with was that really Bill O'Brien or was that Jack Easterby? Was all of that Jack Easterby actually acting on his own behalf and Bill O'Brien catching the heat for it because he was essentially the second face of the franchise outside of Deshaun Watson being general manager and head coach? And th- that is just what you know that that really does kind of kind of you know it, it bothers me just a little bit because no one man should have all this power. Not a chaplain for a damn NFL franchise. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. When you want to listen to us, go to your phone, pick it up. You have Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. On all of those podcasting platforms, you can subscribe there. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.